It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate right around the UAE with a big emphasis on Dubai and we are available on Spotify Podcasts, Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Up to a Thursday morning for this week, January the 4th for 2024. And if you're on holiday at the moment, enjoy it and make the most of it. And as you know, we have been looking back across 2023 with all of the big moments that we talked about, and there were quite a number of them. It is our New Year's podcast real estate series for the UAE. And in this episode this morning coming up, I'm going to be speaking with Mario Volpi, who is your go-to guy if you have any questions about the Dubai real estate market. So many great questions that have come through from you over the last 12 months, and we are expecting those to continue. It's understandable if suddenly your situation has changed and you want to move to the UAE in 2024. But the chances are you know nothing about the Dubai property market. And that is where Mario is pure gold. He knows the real estate property sector better than anyone, I would argue. And he is totally professional with it. So Mario is back from earlier in the year when I spoke to him in April with some of his thoughts about the Dubai property market and some of his insightful tips. So that is all on the way next. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals on the Dubai Property Podcast. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or an experienced investor, the Dubai Property Podcast has all of the leading real estate news every week. And joining us once again is Mario Volpi, your real estate professional based in Dubai. He has been in real estate longer than the original movie Shrek has been available and knows every aspect to the real estate market. And Mario, welcome to Tuesday morning. Good morning, Craig, and thanks for that great introduction. You'd be a bit of a Shrek fan, wouldn't you? I would be, as long as people don't think I look like him, we'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't look like him, we'll give you that. Well, this morning we're going to have a look at this whole off-plan property market in Dubai. We've had a couple of emails, people just wanting some clarity, and I I guess that's fair enough, because unless you're in Dubai with your finger on the pulse, you won't necessarily know what is happening with regard to off-plan property. So let's just do that, Mario and have a look at some of the interesting things to point out. And I guess the first thing is, what is off-plan property all about in the Dubai property market? Well, in essence, buying an off-plan property is when uh, an investor or or an end user buys a property that is yet to be constructed. It can be literally just a piece of sand, a piece of earth. It can also be where a developer has decided to launch a project halfway through building it. In the past, the legislation was very loose, but now Dubai has very, very tight laws and restrictions as to when developers can actually start launching their their products. 
As far as the payment plans are concerned, I've heard this talk and these offers where you can buy an apartment for one US dollar. You know, the paperwork can be done. I mean, how legit is that sort of spruiking? Well, I've never heard of anybody being able to buy a property with just $1 as a deposit. I mean, typically here in Dubai, the deposit is uh, 10% or even more. You can actually book a unit with $10,000, but that's literally just to to book the paperwork. The actual uh, money down tends to form uh, 10% minimum uh, up to about 20%. And then, of course, there are fees that need to be paid. Talking about payment plans, what, what seemed to be happening in the past when uh, developers were trying to attract more buyers into the market, they were offering what's known as a post-handover payment plan. And this is when the property would then be handed over, but only part of the actual purchase price would have been made. And uh, typically one to three years, sometimes even up to five years can be uh, added to the actual payment, which actually meant that an investor could have a property in his hand, but only uh, have paid perhaps 50 percent of it and thus start to get the return on investment straight away whilst he then embarked on the actual post handover payment plan. But I hasten to add that those are no longer around. Very few of them are around now because there are just too many people buying and developers do not need to actually give those very lucrative payment plans anymore. Now, you say 10% as a deposit, it can go up to 20%. So there is this sort of fluctuating margin. Where is that sort of typically placed at the moment, do you think? For 2023, do you think that there is an average that's hovering around that 10% mark deposit? Yeah, I would say 10% is about about the norm, but they do encourage, I say they, the developers do encourage that the buyer quickly gets to to the 20% because that's uh, that's a key point. For example, the developer needs to have either built uh, 20% of the the property or have 20% equity in in the actual building uh, for him to be able to use the finances in the escrow. It's a much more secure amount of money. And to be honest with you, what developers are having to do now, which is helping the uh, non-forming of the property bubble, as everybody talks about, is that uh, most owners now, once they actually reach between 30 and 50% of, of the actual uh, payment plan being paid, that is when they are being allowed or given the NOC to actually sell the property. Prior to that, I mean, in the past, somebody could put down a 5% deposit, for example, take a piece of paper and actually sell it on straight away. And that just caused nothing but problems with the flipping market as people were buying literally just to make money uh, straight away from, from inception. So from your experience, and particularly in 2023, you mentioned that if you have 50%, if you've paid 50% across to the developer, you can then flip it before it is completed, right? So what sort of percentage do you think that that's still actually taking place? Quite a lot of investors are coming in literally uh, to buy properties in order to actually make money. But what what this uh, larger deposit or larger payment is doing is creating a better investor, an investor who actually has the money to be able to hold it. Because in the past, people didn't have the money and had no means to pay the further installments. And that just caused chaos within the marketplace. So so now with this in place, and I hasten to add, it's not all developers that are, are asking for 50%. 
percent. Some are quite happy once the thirty percent threshold has been achieved. Uh, will they then give the NOC? But it is fairly common now for for this to take place. Mainly speaking, everybody is is happy to go along with this because the market is a little bit more secure this way. Mm. And just having a look at the advantages of buying off-plan property in Dubai, one of the key things is that it is a lower upfront cost of negotiation, of transacting the property. What else is an advantage for people buying off-plan? Well, when you buy off plan, obviously you're you're buying for the future. I mean, it's very exciting to actually see something that that is being built in front of your eyes. Uh, That said, uh, there there are often uh, certain delays, procedural delays. Obviously, a few years ago we had COVID, which caused a bit of a halt all round. But uh, generally speaking, a developer has the ability to crack on, but does have that cushion of approximately 12 months uh, beyond the contractual completion date. When the property is handed over, another advantage, generally speaking, especially in a rising market, is that the property you know, is probably worth a lot more than what you actually paid for it because the payment plan is in place, it's fixed, and you stick to that particular payment plan. Obviously, the downside uh, to that is that if the market should turn and prices, dare I say, start going the other way, then you're left with buying a property that is actually probably worth less than what you're paying for it. But uh, things do not really move that quickly. And right now, I can't see the market doing anything but going on an upward trajectory, albeit perhaps on a slower rate going later on this year. Oh, yeah. No, the all signs are pointing to that trajectory, if not holding its own, certainly moving in the upward position. So just in terms of the developers that work with buyers for payment plans after handover, because there are these developers that cut out the bank and you can negotiate with the developer. What about that? What about all of that transacting? Yeah, like, like I said, this was very prevalent pre-COVID. It, it was the norm to have a post-handover payment plan. Don't forget, Craig, we were, we were coming out of, or we were hoping to coming out, come out of a very long house price depression since 2014, which was the, the last peak. Prices were, were sort of reducing and we should have had a return in 2020. But of course, that's when COVID happened. So that got kicked down the road by one more year. And so what developers were doing, they were enticing buyers to come back with these benefits and a a post handover payment plan was very, very popular because as I said, it meant that people were taking possession of their property without actually having paid 100% of the property. Sometimes it was 50%, sometimes it was 60% and the the following 50 and uh, 40% that was left would have been paid on a a much longer period, which meant that especially anybody buying a property to rent it out would be able to get an, an income from, say, a tenant who would be paying the rent up front, but obviously the payments back to the actual developer were not needed uh, until you know the following few years. So it was very, very popular. But now very few developers are doing this because they don't need to. Honestly, it's, it's really, really tough right now. There are too many buyers and not enough inventory to give them. And stock is, you know, when it's being launched, is selling out very, very quickly. And this is one thing I wanted to mention to any listeners, especially European buyers. 
when your agent is telling you to actually move quickly on a property and make that decision quickly, they're doing it not because most people think they're just pushing for their commission, not at all. They're doing it because they believe that if they don't make that decision quickly, they will lose out and invariably they do. And then when the client does lose out, they're quite shocked. But of course, that person is a bit more streetwise and savvy the next time round when another project comes along. So people really need to listen to their agents. They are giving good advice. And just to highlight the risks of buying off-plan property, of course, you mentioned things can get a little bit delayed, the completion time, the change in the market, you also mentioned that. Not getting what you expected sometimes, particularly around that internal space, uh, that is something that you certainly need to do your due diligence and you need to just scope out and and do your due diligence on other developments. Uh, Just before I let you go. Costs of buying an off-plan property. There is the property registration fee, which I understand is 4%. Correct. Yes. I mean, that's uh, that's often paid at the time of signing the sales and purchase agreement, which is known as the SPA. So that's 4% is paid there. Other than that, to be honest with you, there are there are no extra charges. There is no commission to the agent. The agent normally gets their commission from the developer, especially the, the larger developers. So really just, yeah, just the, the transfer fee at 4%. All right. Well, I certainly hope that that has helped anybody that uh, had a little bit of a query, a little bit of a doubt with off-plan property. And we will be talking a lot more about off-plan property with Mario as time goes on. Mario, thanks for that. I'll let you get back out into the real world of property on your Tuesday. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro with expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. Two things that really stand out that make it different to any other suburb, any other area around Dubai. What do you think those two things are? First is definitely the Crystal Lagoon in the middle of the desert, having your own beach and do water activities is definitely uh, something truly unique. Second thing is you can own a townhouse worth 2.9 million or you can own a mansion on the island in the middle of the lagoon for 200 million dirhams. So you have a wide variety of range and affordability. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.